practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome to the Jerk Practice <laughs> Podcast. Well, uh, this is Casey. Gonna take it. Uh, this is Hans coming in. I'm, I'm flying stra- psych. I'm flying goose to your maverick. Goose to the. We strapped down our chindos and crawled in your window. <laughs> that's right off the bat. That's funny right there. Imagining because you know you always see the guys in the fighter jets like strap on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bunch of scumbags in some kind of weird. <laughs> Chindo orgy, but you you just end up suffocating because the chindo would go in the air hole on your mask, and it just well, and it'd keep hitting. If you're behind, if you're the navigator or whatever that guy's the gunner, keep brushing the other guy's neck in front of you, brushing Tom Cruise's <laughs> neck. Hey, cut it out. <laughs> or what makes it even creepier and also funnier would be like, well, you couldn't use a traditional jet. You just have to use one of those like Wright Brothers paper mache airplanes. So you just see a guy strap a chindo on and a helmet and then he'd oh. ride your bike off of a cliff. Yeah, he'd actually, it's like uh, he'd actually be trying to run it off the edge. But what happened <laughs> is he'd trip. And like they say, you don't run with knives. Don't run with chindos on. He'll lose, he'll oh. lose his bottoms. They'll end up in his tops. Uh, I have to say that cold tag was excellent. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. It was fun it was doing. Just, oh, I bet. I, it was funny because I was listening to it and I was taking notes about things to like, go, you know, like, oh, what to, to talk about or like, oh, I should. My first thought was like, I should research the inventor of the Chindo. Yeah. But you, you read those and oh, God, it was so gross. Like the fact they kept calling it a probe. Uh, a dong as well. And a dong. Oh, I guess, Ugh. I mean, that's what it is, but just, the dong to me, that just, I couldn't, I was, <laughs> you, I couldn't keep, kept, kept a straight feast either. I was like, there's not a more, like, industry term, it's just dong? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, that word, insta- it's just such a, it's like, I don't know, it, it seems like dong is a word goofy would use like i don't i don't know what I, it's silly yeah no so to say it's that it's just totally silly yes that's exactly right it's a silly term but then when you talk in the industry because it's an industry mm-hmm. at some point you have to use industry speak as well so when the two become yeah. woven it's like all right we got to look at our market share what's the total dong market rick and what's our share with the accommodator chindo dong Oh, 15%. Like okay. Dong slightly less is like cock too too hard. I guess too it, harsh. Dong for good is company. The, yeah, dong is Amazon appropriate. Right. And it doesn't like you don't get predicatively corrected with dong cuz it's like, "Oh, ding dong." <laughs> he must be talking about a bell. <laughs> They'll ring some bells, all right. I love the, <laughs> the the latex is just a little too weak. Yeah. Oh, those were the just the minutia of the. I was like, oh, I'm so glad you read reviews, because yeah, like it's not stiff enough. That this it, it's cheap. And my favorite was my note was just mood killer. Yeah, no shit. Right, exactly. It's like you use it in the dark. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to see yourself or have your spouse see you. Don't look in a mirror. I love the guy who it actually took. A viewing in the mirror to to get that revelation like the guy who actually thinks like i bet i look ooh, yeah it looks like flexes <laughs> like oh yeah it looks good it's all <laughs> flopping and then he sees himself in the mirror <laughs> it's like he saw a ghost 
No, it's just like picturing that scene in a, in a American Psycho where he's like mm. having sex with that prostitute <laughs> and he's flexing and then he <laughs> turns and looks at himself in the mirror and he goes, no, no. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. That's so, so good. That's the thing. We need to, because um, I was, you know, actually, I don't think it got talked about in the pod. I think we talked about it after recording because we're like, what should we do for a cold tag? And I was like, for some reason, we're like, let's make a DMX rap. And I was like, oh, yeah. nothing was coming to me. First of all, I couldn't remember like what who DMX was, and then, and then I was just like, what was the Chindo actually called? And then I found it, and then I found it for sale, and then I saw that it had 182 reviews. So and I thought, like, all right, I this, can't wait to dive this in. This baby, ta- this baby takes care of itself. Oh, and even the like the guy, the like the very satisfied customer. Like the guy who was like humble bragging about his sex party. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Like I had yeah. a few friends over and I and I took it out and the ladies they sure guffawed. <laughs> but then they, they really enjoyed it and I was like, what kind of the smell of that party alone? <laughs> Just the let's image. Let's not try and get too graphic, but you can't help it. Like it's an orgy. We've all seen pornographic videos of orgies. There's one guy going from one girl to the next or one girl, but a guy just like fucking rooster necking a bunch of different (laughs) girls at once. It's like, get out, go Gary moon, moon striker. Get out of here. Get out of (laughs) here. But that's like what I, I was just, just laughing because I get really like into the, like minutia of the practicality of those details. uh, Cause there's a kid I work with. And he's just like a, an overshare and he likes to talk and uh-huh. just like hash things out. But he got a gig. There was a thing in Columbus. It's called the House of Bacchus, I believe. Okay. And it's like a party. And he was talking about it. And I was just like asking him questions. Like, I know you don't know the answers to these questions, but I really, in, in my mind, I'm just giggling like an idiot. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that sounds insane. So he got offered to bartend this event. And I guess it's just a, from what was it? It was a swingers event with sex demonstrations. Those are not as sexy as what you just said. Oh no. Way. Okay. <laughs> no. And that's in my head. As he told me that I was like, well, this isn't like eyes wide shut. This yeah. is cause it's in a bar. Yep. Uh, there are people doing demos, which I immediately am like, so is it like on a tarp on a bar stool? Like, is it on a table? <laughs> oh, God. Like, we have uh, we have produced comedy shows. We have worked in restaurants long enough. So it's like all of the practicality stuff just got in the way. And I was just laughing at the idea of the... Because if nobody shows up, is it like a bum comedy show where you're just like, sadly, chindoing somebody? Like, you're... Your parents are there because they're the only ones who showed up. It's exactly what you talked about. It's like we've worked in enough bars and had to do enough outside events where they're like, Casey, Hans, you guys want to make an extra 50 bucks? Don't work your shift here tonight. We got an event at the Puck Building. Let's do it. And we're like, all right, it's 50 bucks. And you go and you belabored. Or it's like. All right, this at least I'm not in work. I'm working, but I'm not in work. Yeah. So I'll sneak a few beers. So, but it's so they get us. You don't get like busty bras. Yeah. You get us putting on chindos and demonstrating in a knot in a log or something. You know, like it's just like yeah. 
Well, that's what I'm picturing. It was like, because you know at the event, there's people just coming to check it out. People who are open-minded are like, yeah, I'll come check it out, whatever. Sure. Cool. Those are but the guy I work with was like- between, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was trying to get people to come, and he's like, you just got to be open-minded. You got to come. It's all, no one will bother you. It's all consent-based. So if you don't want anybody to touch you, just say no. And I, I, I of course, am picturing like what we've talked about on the podcast enough times where it's like I picture every degenerate I've ever seen on a real sex, HBO's real sex, oh, yeah. just there like languorously like a Will Ferrell character, like pawing at your fly. <laughs> what is a non-consent based like that's. <laughs> Just like, that's just a whirlwind, that's a, like, a whirlwind of assault. Just like, hey, whoa, 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 what kind of place is it? They're like, no, 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 buddy. This ain't no consent base. Get out of (laughs) here. consent here. That's when you gotta, like, you gotta put, you gotta surround yourself in chindo so you look like, uh, what were those guys in uh, in wrestling? The... The who that had all oh, the demolition men, or <laughs> <laughs> just think, like the chindo shoulder pads. Yeah, who are those guys? The the would that would that not attract more people if you were covered in dildos? Oh my god, they'd be hoisting themselves upon you, <laughs> just like a horny cactus. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, tell me, Gary, do you think Gary Larson has a stack of adult cartoons he hasn't done? So there's like or, the horny like, cactus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I, you would. I It'll would prick so. you. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> horny cactus talking to another horny cactus, and he says, "Hey, I heard you pricked my wife last night." <laughs> the far side. You know he's got a he's got his black book that he passes around at his House of Bacchus parties. I I, I Gary Larson's got House of Bacchus money. So, you know, like it's, you don't think about that, but like, think about Jim Davis. He's got more money than God. He's like the Mattel Barbie guy. So they're like, right. What, yeah, yeah. whose party are we going to? They're like, oh, Jim Davis, he created Garfield. Like, this is going to be awesome. And you get there and he opens it up and he's got two pit bulls with chindos and he throws <laughs> like a, he throws a balloon full of spaghetti sauce at you or a condom full of spaghetti <laughs> sauce at you. <laughs> It's like straight up out of like I feel like those parties like the most unassuming ones are like you walked into that scene in um what's my favorite scene in Boogie Nights with Alfred Molina oh, yeah, he's got yeah. the little kid throwing fireworks like <laughs> oh yeah and they're all just like on edge and he's like yeah man this is what happens here come on in come on in want to see my gun no I'm <laughs> It's like Gary. I just imagine Gary Larson not participating in any of the debauchery, but it's like a Swedish woman peddling a bike attached to a dildo going in some guy's butt, and he's like making him read Far Side cartoons because it's his party. Or I, or he sits in the corner like uh, and uh, like a uh, newspaper Picasso and just draws what you think he's making like these artistic <laughs> renderings, and it just cuts back, and it's a nerd trying to push a door the wrong way. <laughs> With his with his chindo, yeah. that's the outdoor Regis or whatever. I, don't, I forget. She, <laughs> that's uh, you know how like the um, there was that Off color Gary Larson. I love it. Gary, I did he is he like what ha- he fell off? He's just having Bacchus parties, right? Because he 
When's the last time you saw a new Gary Larson? He yeah, he just took that LSD and he never came back. Right? He just took that sweet. <laughs> no, it's money true. Around. I'm curious where he is. There's probably something horrible we don't know, but right. But Jim Davis, uh, so I'm too, not going to Google it now. You don't. Jim Davis doesn't still create Garfield, does he? I I couldn't tell you the last time I read a Garfield comic strip. <laughs> I think it's like, but because. I I think you'll steal. I think they get recycled now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know that's what they did with the peanuts. That's what I'm thinking of, like sind- like new strip syndication. That sweet syndication money. There's still. You can't tell me. You can't tell me. There's not a new artist or creator out there where they can retire peanuts. Like they're, they're still recycling shitty, peanuts. They're terrible. Like we've talked about before, like Marmaduke and the Lockhorns. But those are those are also sixty five years old. (laughs) What's that one like soup to nuts or like What's the one with the gander chindo noses? I can't identify. It gets way too political. It's one of those where you're like, is this funny? Is this serious? Oh, Doonesbury. I fucking hate that might be my most hated of strips. I never got into it. It was too serious. You can't get into it. I'd rather read if Prince I want, Valiant. If I, want, I know. If I want serious, I read Dick Tracy. Or Gasoline Alley. That, all right, I like that. That's a good transition. I want to hear your take on Gasoline <laughs> Alley. As far as like, like just, sometimes I look at that strip and it'll be like a guy in a mechanic shop. And he'll say mm-hmm. like, Philbert, it's 1030. Next panel. Uh, a picture of a, a guy eating soup and he just has a thought bubble that says question mark. And then the last image are these two guys that were in the mechanic shop speeding away in a truck. And it just says like Reno or bust. <laughs> it's like a secret code, right? It's so I'm not, like, that's the one you go back and you're like, what the fuck? And then I'm like, Oh, all right. I'll tell you what, because this is when I was picking working at the bar. Like, trailer park or something where I had to pick up the paper every day. I will read tomorrow's issue because this is clearly some part of a continuity. And I'd pick up the next issue, two different people sitting at a diner. One of them would say, did she say 1150 next shot, a broken coffee pot, third panel, (laughs) a waitress talking to a guy flipping burgers that says, I thought you were supposed to clock out an hour ago. End. And I'm like, what? Could you, <laughs> what is happening? If you literally did those at, could you imagine if that was, because it's syndicated, so it's every day. Like if there was, if that was a TV show that was three minutes long and you were just like, wait, I think I missed something. Like, what? Reno were bust? What does that have to do with it? What? what? It like pulls you in because you're like, that's it, what I'm it's saying. your mind craving narrative. You're like trying to make sense of this. You're like, I know there's a reason this is happening. And then if it is what I think it is, it's like the most beautiful piece of art in the world. Because then it's just a guy it's like surreal. There's some sweet artist village happening in this guy's head where he's just like. He's awaking, he's waking life, like he's a waking dream, just compartmentalizing (laughs) all these images and making narrative out of them and then putting them in the paper the next day. But this does lead me to another, I'm glad you brought up TV. 
we'll do research because we'll find out this guy has an IQ of six. Right, exactly. And he made his money carving cartoons into boxcars, and someone paid him a steak dinner a day for every gasoline alley he made. He just That's yeah, exactly. He's Gump of cartoonists. I came up with the name because I was getting a gay prostitute and I woke up at his house and he was pouring gasoline down my throat. <laughs> Then he lit my toes on fire. Me, what, what, what we call the gasoline alley. He gave me a real gasoline alley. see what alley. it is. <laughs> he just poured gasoline off a chindo into his mouth like champagne, champagne off of a, a, a boot. Or, a, I don't know, a pump. <laughs> champagne off. That's real. Like, that's that's straight up hardcore. Like, it, it like... If you were, if you're gay, you want to be that, and like, I'm. Well, that's not fair. That's not. Let backtrack. <laughs> if you're like, this is like, if you want to be hardcore, if you want to be hardcore in life, you don't champagne off a off a flute or a glass slipper. You champagne off a rusty steelworker's boot. That's when you're in business. Um, someone's dad's boot. Yeah, it's my dad's is your father's boot. Oh, these taste like these taste like failure. Um, uh, so what I was wanting to get to, and I and we're on the same page here, which is beautiful, I think. So Megan and I watched this show called Shit's Creek. It's a wonderful show. Oh, okay. Eugene yeah, Levy. Yeah. Um, oh boy, now I can't think of her name. Is Catherine O'Hara? Catherine O'Hara, Eugene Levy's son, Daniel, who basically produces and writes all the episodes. It's actually a phenomenal show. And we do it. It's like the one show right now that we um, subscribe to, like actually pay for and get the episode each week. Mm -hmm. So that being said, when this episode ended with the last week's episode, Schitt's Creek, it's a play on a town's name. It took us to Mm -hmm. another show. You might like this. And the name of the show was In... Sanity, comma, Florida. All right? Oh, that's how you found this. So I click on it, or it starts automatically. It doesn't matter. I was like, what is this? All right. So I'm watching it, and it's shot really bad. Like, it's just cheap. Like, it looks like super cheap TV, super cheap quality, really bad acting. But it's a show. It's not like cable access. It is a show. It's almost like some of that early stuff on the WB. So fine. It's a shitty show. It looks like a teeny bopper, almost Dawson's Creek narrative show. And it's still on. Mm -hmm. And Meg's going, this is terrible. Turn it. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then out of the corner of my eye, I see this old shriveled man. And just like Gasoline Alley, just like Reno or Bust, I was like, Meg, (laughs) Meg, Meg. Is that Burt Reynolds? (laughs) She's like, what? What's wrong with you? I was like, that was... Burt Reynolds? So I'm like, all right, I can't change it now because I'm, and I still, it was so shrivelly that I was like, it's probably not. And then the shitty opening starts and it's like, even like a bad, like iMovie, like cursive font. And I'm like, all right, it's all these no-name people. Literally not known, not like not, who cares who they are, but like, right, you're not, I didn't you're recognize not, like, anybody. Calling them no names. They're just not established not Hollywood established. talent. And like then sure Mr. Enough, Burt Reynolds. It said at the end. With Burt Reynolds. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck? All right, now I have to watch it because it, I mean, Burt Reynolds in my mind, we were, it's funny we talked about Boogie Nights. Like, he's just like, he's legend. 
It's not just in my mind. He's a legendary actor. Oh, yeah. And even like the one time he did TV or like his own show was like a great show, but it made sense for him to be doing like a sitcom at the time. And it was his show and it was on a network. I forget the name. Do you remember the name of it? It was called Evening Shade. Yes. And Derek Jeter? No. Michael Jeter? (laughs) Yes, yes. He was in it. He was great. It was a good show. It was just cheesy 80s sitcom. Um so anyways, I'm watching it and it's getting harder and harder to watch because it's like takes place in this small town of insanity or small town sanity, Florida. It's meandering. It's these people. And all- I believe someone had graffitied the quaint wooden sign from sanity. They put the in in front of it. How dare they? So, but that's as racy as this gets. <laughs> no, that's that's it's a spicy. It's it's like milk. So spicy like milk. But then, and by the way, I think Burt Reynolds is wearing the same jacket he wore in Evening Shade. He's wearing like a leather eight ball jacket. We're not even there to him yet. But like, so all of a sudden we come to a corner store like you would literally see in 1890. A bunch of guys sitting yeah. around on pickle barrels. We're playing chess, and sure enough, camera pans out. One of the old guys is Burt Reynolds. Have I set this up yet? It's Burt Reynolds playing himself. Playing checkers on top of an overturned barrel in a... Any of you from any shitty Midwestern town who's ever gone on a bad vacation, it looks like one of those fake general stores where you buy saltwater taffy. Yes. Yes. But it's not Burt Reynolds as... You know, old man Geach from Sanity, it's Burt Reynolds. So now I'm yeah. my mind is blown because as soon as I say it, the old guy like cleaning a glass is like, what do you got to say, Burt? And I was like, what? And then what it cuts to is he goes, nah, I don't know. I'd say the best movie I was ever in was, uh, and I'm going, what is this? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then it's a guy going, well, Bert, I think it was Cannonball Run. And I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, that was a good one. Yeah. And he's like, like, he's got these little skinny shades on, like these dark old, like, like, I don't know. They're like little tiny rectangles on his nose. And he's really like acting, like trying to think of his move. It's Almost as if, I don't know where Burt Reynolds is living, but if this film crew saw him walking outside of his old folks home and lured him onto the set of a movie. Right. That he didn't realize he was in. That's like, I don't think like there's, here's what I think. I think there's something going on just from what I saw. And I hope he's all right with Burt mentally. He didn't look all there, but that 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 could be that's conjecture. But I think that this is like he wants to keep create. I got two theories on this. One, I told you, I think maybe the star of the show is his granddaughter and he's Burt Reynolds. So he's just like, give her a show. Maybe she's from the looks of it. She wasn't that talented. He's like, give her a show. I'll tell you what. I'll fund it. I'll even be in it as myself. And they're like, all right, at least we can sell this shit to Amazon. Uh, two, like maybe he's like almost like maybe he's hit a point where he's like, I have to be, I have to create something. I have to be completely safe because like, yeah. I, I can't go outside of the box anymore. I, I, my first thought, cause you texted me and then I watched that first 
15 minute episode and we were texting it because I texted you. I was like, is that fucking Burt Reynolds? And you were like, oh, yeah. And then my first thought was like, can't say no to a pretty face, can you, Bert? Because that's what I thought. Like, it was either his granddaughter or they were this like pretty girl was like, will you be in a movie with me? And he's like, well, I'm Burt Reynolds. Do you, um, yeah, maybe they shot all this. He's wearing the same shit in every episode. I unfortunately, because it was a few years ago, I know Burt Reynolds was, was Hollywood broke because he had to sell a bunch of his stuff. There it is. That's the that's the answer. That's the obvious one. That's the Nick Cage so I think answer. They paid him five hundred bucks in a in a lunch. They shoot. And he showed up. They shoot. He's like Mister Belding. He showed up. Dennis Haskins will show up for anything. Dennis Haskins is like biting his knuckles right now. He's like fucking Reynolds is stealing all my parts now. By the and obviously they're shooting the show in Bulgaria or something, right? Like, that's Nick Cage makes all his movies in, like, the Ukraine. Oh, yeah, like all those weird direct-to-video action movies that he'd, like, Bang Bangkok Serious. And I guarantee you, if we look up, uh, like, I saw something, I forget. Um, it was, like, just, like, a small snippet of, like, look what American celebrities shill in Japan and China. And it was, like... Oh, yeah. Like, John Travolta selling, like hoagies or something and uh um who was it britney spears was selling like gumdrops that make your rump bigger or something (laughs) oh japan i I forget where uh but i'm sure if we looked it up burt reynolds will be shilling condoms for a dollar seven or something in okinawa i know it's true you do see those commercials every now and then where it's like matt damon Selling, you know, like edible microchips. Like, it's just this weird, you're like, what does that have to do with Matt Damon? They just ha- pay him a lot of money. They just have so much money. And the other thing is celebrities that I, th- I think celebrities that want to keep their cool status in the States, they're not going to mm-hmm. shill licorice ropes over here. But, you know, oh, yeah, oh these true. are only going to air in uh, Japanese markets. They're like, all right. Chindo, you cool. got it. Just slap it on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Dennis Haskins for the ch- Dennis Haskins will sell. Dennis Haskins would sell methamphetamines on live TV if you offered him enough money. <laughs> Just to hear the sirens outside the studio. Run, Dennis. <laughs> so that God was. Damn it. Oh, that's what it was. I was like, I knew someone was repping Dennis Haskins for something. And it was, uh, it's like, oh, Mr. Belding. Uh, it was the last time I went to the uh, Columbus, uh, their single A baseball team. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. They were doing like, remember the 80s day with Mr. Belding. <laughs> so Dennis Haskins was coming to a single A baseball diamond to sign. He was there. Pictures of, Ro- of Zach Gosling. <laughs> Oh my God, that, you know, and we give Dennis a little bit of a hard time, but that's a life, baby. Nothing wrong with that, man. Somebody wants to paint, or do you think you had to pay his own way? <laughs> They're like, look, think Dennis, so. bus tickets on us, but if you want to fly, we're only getting 25%. I feel like they're, I don't know this for a fact, but I th- I would imagine, because I know there are like, agents that book people for speaking tours right i think there are agents that book people for 
and that what would traditionally have been your like agent agent because I've noticed like all of these there's all of these uh, quote unquote comic cons mm-hmm. but they're not focused on comic books per se they're focused on the like celebrity aspect like of like walking dead shit like the people like yeah so it was like so I was talking with someone they're like oh I got tickets for this comic con in Louisville or somewhere and I was like oh cool and he spent like 15 minutes listing off a listing off celebrities like five people from Buffy people from this people from Power Rangers people from comic book man uh, there's a shit ton of uh of and I I think you'll appreciate this of periphery Star Wars people making the rounds. So he's like, I'm going to get to see the Rancor Keeper. Yes, and that I guy's was like, alive? I, that's why I first thought I was like, I was certain that guy died. Reno or Bust. Was, was long guy. since dead. Yeah, I know. That, so it's just, yeah, that's cool. I would assume he's on that circuit where he he may not get the top tier cons, <laughs> but I bet he... Anyone who wants the Green Rangers autograph definitely would be like, Mr. Belding. You know, oh, of course. Uh, and there's nothing, like, if there's a guy, like, I wouldn't mind. That sounds like a good way to spend the afternoon. I get that it's whoring out, like, what is, what a lot of people would say is pure, which I agree. Like, yeah. aren't they supposed to oh, be Oh, I would like, do artists? it if someone asked me. Yeah. No problem, but. Um, I was going to say, I'm actually watching this show. It reminded me, I, I kind of stepped away from it, but it was really good. And it, it's, it's me coming to the party late. I don't know if you saw it, but I'll recommend it. It's starring... Um, Oh, God, this is almost like straight out of the show now. I can't think of his name. Fucking Willow. Oh, is it the HBO show he did? Yes, like uh... coming up short or... Oh, boy. Fuck, what's it called? Ash and I watched it so long ago. Where he plays Ricky Gervais's agent? No, he plays himself, but he plays himself as though he owns a agency for small little people. That like want like he's a talent agency for little people. Warwick Davis. There we go. Warwick. Yeah. It is. So... I was trying to think of the show. Life. Life is short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's it. And it's written by Ricky Gervais and and Stephen Merchant. It's produced by them, so you can see the. Hu- it's so funny. It's very I can funny. highly recommend it. Warwick Davis is clearly channeling Ricky Gervais from just a Ricky Gervais yeah. performance, but he nails it. He's fucking great. Yes, and he, like right off so the bat. I don't want to spoil it, but do you remember, like, r- right off the bat, there's this amazing scene. It might be in the first or second episode with Liam Neeson, who's just like comes yes. to Ricky Gervais and he's like, "I want to, uh, I want to get in the comedy game, stand up, improv, all of it, go." And he's like, "What do you mean, go?" He's like, "Let's improv. You give me an oh, idea." Yes, and I was just yes, like, yeah. "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh for- no, I forget. Yeah, he's. That was, yeah. First, great. the best bit is he hands Ricky Gervais, he's like, I want to do all these things. Here's a list. By the way, that's how Steven Spielberg found me for for that role of Oscar Schindler. He's like, why? He's like, because I'm so good at making lists. He's like, you got the role <laughs> of Schindler's list because you're good at making lists. What's so funny about that? <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. I don't know. I got totally off track. That is an amazing show because there's an amazing scene where... Um, Warwick Davis is playing one of those periphery guys at a comic con, and like one guy, a guy doesn't even know right. who he is, but he's like, he interviews him like that, and it just is so classically Gervais style, uncomfortable. The same way people probably there are like, 
give me your autograph. Give me your autograph. Who are you again? I played the gold Power Ranger in season six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign something. Great. Cool. Here. Um, no, so I would imagine there, like, because there is a circuit for that. Sure. Like, I saw someone, I saw a flyer for a horror con, like, either in Ohio or in Pennsylvania, and Gary Busey was there. That's a because draw. Why not? Is he in so any horror was, movies? <laughs> Not that I can think of, but I was like, yeah, okay. I bet he, I bet Gary Busey probably, um, Reynolds, Reynolds his way into a bad horror movie here and there. If Burt Reynolds is Hollywood broke, come on, Gary Busey? <laughs> Unless he, he's probably living in Jake Busey's pool house. That's what, I mean, that goes back to that old conversation where it's like, Gary Busey doesn't have a house. Right, that's right. <laughs> That's right. He, he has rents. a fucking roommate. <laughs> he probably guest stars on Insanity Florida as like the wacky guy running for mayor. Yeah, he lives in Burt Reynolds' basement. Right. And all he does is come up from the basement every once in a while and go, I really liked Hooper. Ah, it was not my best. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so at the same time I was watching this, I was talking to you. I sent you this link to this. And you sent me a link. I'm going to let you go off on this because it was a great day for just going, huh? Which are fun. So much fun. When you watch something, you just go, is this real? Is this, is that, is that Burt Reynolds? You sent me, I'll let you get into it. uh, A friend of ours, boss, which it was perfect transition talking about Warwick Davis and Ricky Gervais because it was the, if this was, intentional like if this was written mm-hmm. and drafted it's and performed it's the mo- it's magical but i it i is, wager it it's is. not i well that's the thing so it was uh i was hanging out with uh, uh, jp jp mitch yeah and uh one night we were getting a drink and he was like oh the the comedy the guys i do comedy with they're hanging out in their garage you want to go? And I was like, sure. It's by my house. I'll go. Yeah. And like, I love, it was nice out. I'm up for hanging out in a garage, Mm -hmm. talking shit. And it's like this beautiful, like there's a bar in the garage and a bunch of TV. So it just immediately took me, they had like cheap gin. Uh So it was like, it just took me back to like living in Minneapolis and going to our, our friend's garage where they just restored a bunch of old arcade games. That's what I was thinking too. hung out. Yes. Until, 6 a.m. playing video games and talking shit. And right. So we were all hanging out and they were kind of talking about comedy stuff. And then it got, you know, like as in any time you have access to the Internet, started talking about funny things we'd seen. So they started playing videos. And the one uh, one guy in the, in the troupe with Mitch just goes, oh, I got to show you guys something. Mitch, this is you. I want you to play this part like this guy. And he brought up this video. And I watched it and I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's my boss. And it's the best. It's called, I mean, might as well say it. Give the, throw, throw a couple, couple views this guy's way. Yeah. And we'll throw a link up on jerkpractice.com for both Insanity Florida and what is this called? Uh, It's called, what is it? It's called Meet Brian Hess. Is that that what I I told you? I think that sounds right. Yeah. So Brian Hess. And boy, do and, you ever. And there are what, like 10? 
There's 25. 25 is Thank you. Before you even get into it, this is a guy. Oh, God. I, I don't want to jump too much here. But what you'll find out is there's one video called Meet Brian Hess. And it's a guy introducing himself and really tooting his own Hess horn here. Mm-hmm. But what he doesn't oh, yeah. also doesn't know or hired a guy that doesn't know is how to use a YouTube channel because there's about 25 versions of Meet Brian Hess. But every other version is Meet Brian Hess, edit number 12, Meet Brian Hess, oh, yeah. version three. And, and they're all out of order. I was like. I had to click on them because one's a minute 20 and one's 35 seconds and some are the same and some are the same with different parts and some are just an entire segment. It's clear it's all from one interview. I was like, who, what is this? So it's so like, so yeah, like Hod said, meet Brian Hess, they're all two minutes to 30 seconds. So there are these like super consumable, weird Little vignettes, and it's a little nerdy guy. Kind of looks like William H. Macy-esque, would you say, if we were to cast him in a movie? Yeah, me a little plump H. Macy, sure. Um, Blonde, kind of buzz cut, wearing like a polo. And, and you like, should preface a- that weird does not equate to intentionally weird here. No, no, no. That like That's what we're getting into. It's yeah. like, if you did this on purpose... This is the best scripted or improvised sort of character monologue ever because it's so strange. This guy is so strange. So it starts and it has this like cheesy like cheesy music and like meat. And then Brian Hess scrolls in, but edited in between is him doing the most pitiful like feats of strength. Like there's a cut of him jumping from... <laughs> The closest set of uh, picnic tables you've ever seen. So he's like, beep, 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 like doing like parkour over these really tiny tables. And it doesn't, and it's then not looking like ease either. That's why I added plum no. to H. Macy. It looks like he's going, <laughs> he's really stretching. And then it, I think it closes with him at an empty baseball uh-huh. diamond at home plate and fake he swings for the fences, but he is neither swinging at a ball or holding a baseball bat. Nor is he even pretending so to just, hold a baseball bat. He just kind of washes his arms over the so plate. So if you if you could imagine like how Superman flies with both his both his arms out, just do that in a swinging baseball bat motion. So he just weird. has two parallel arms. that goes whoosh. Now is there uh, a and then he just sound effect? I don't think so. Like the a I fake hit no, the ball. No. Okay. Yes. Uh, so that's the So then it's just him intro. talking about his beliefs and like how he gets through life and how he conducts himself in business and like what was the one he was like I really like rock and roll music. Not because I like music because it makes women move. And yeah. that was it. That's the end of it. But well prior <laughs> to that he's what like fuck? music. I like music. Uh I mean what there's not to like. I like all kinds of music. Motown, jazz, I mean, rock and roll. And then he goes on to another thing. He's like, I have to say the my motto in life. Oh, the Eagles. And just like, That's <laughs> fucking beautiful. Wow, this guy. And so it's this guy. So it's me, Brian Hess, but there's no like, you don't meet him. You meet him halfway no, into this diatribe. 
So I was like, who is this and guy? And he's standing like next to a river. Yes. Like he's out, outside on like a hiking trail next to the baseball diamond. And to get a bit judgy here, he is like just right off the bat. He's got like a cashmere V-neck sweater with the sleeves kind of rolled up the arm, pushed up the arm so you can mm-hmm. see his expensive watch. So I was like, ooh, I don't like this guy already. But I had to find out who the fuck he was. And it turns out, oh, this is so crazy. So apparently he invented a portable uh, um, alarm system called the Ding Bell or something like that. And that has... So I think this guy is wealthy because he came up with some stupid idea. But it's literally like basically from um, Silicon Valley. The guy was like, I invented mm-hmm. putting music on the internet. Like, yeah. this guy, his first invention, oh my god, I feel so bad I can't remember it. It's something as stupid as, like, I realized that people had CDs, and they were bunching all over. So I decided, you need shelves for your CDs. It's the shelf CD. That's not it, but it's <laughs> that <laughs> but stupid. It's like, yeah. he inv- he's the guy that invented... The plastic sleeve in all those CD cases. Yes. It's like, it's like one of those like trivial things that you're like, oh, oh, that guy's rich, I guess. So Or rich. that lady. Who, so rich. Um, so the videos, like Han said, there are like 25 of them and they're really weird. They're like basically like Michael Scott vid- stream of consciousness sure. videos. Yes. He just talks about stuff and his philosophies, which aren't philosophy, just talks so I'll give you the reason why he made those. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, I found out the reason he made those is because his partner was doing a hostile takeover of his company. Mm. So to get rid of him, he just <laughs> had him go to Los Angeles, fly across the country to film these videos. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. To keep him away from the company. Yeah, that's that was it. That's a real so thing? That's why he made those videos is because the people that were taking the company from him were like, uh, we need a like a PR thing for you. You should go to LA and film something. And he went, ha ha, oh, I have the perfect idea. My and it's this. It's what you God. saw. And he, it's the classic, like, look behind you. <laughs> like, that is so away. fucking beautiful. I can't even. That makes this pie so much sweeter i can't even begin to explain because it makes so much sense and it's like it's just something that guy got rubed classic rube it sounds like something that happened to me like h uh we need you to go out and um need you to go out and promote uh promote the the uh sketch troupe in la and then you guys are back here like all right he's gone let's sign this contract (laughs) (laughs) no he's like for the masters like they sent him away they have his masters and what makes it better is the guy was like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm quitting. It, it like, sucks there. He sucks. And he told me the backstory of that video. And I was like, he's rich? Like, what's he doing? He's like, yeah, it kind of, one of the main reasons why it sucks is because uh, Brian lives in the, uh, the warehouse. <laughs> and I was like, you're fucking kidding me. And he's like, no, he doesn't have a house anymore. He's rich, but. He doesn't want to spend money, so he lives in the warehouse with his classic cars. Of course. Of course he has a warehouse full of classic cars, and he fucking sleeps in one of them. I know. So my my note when we were talking, I was like, he's the only guy I could imagine. Like, he invites you back to the warehouse, and he's got, like, the cocaine nose. Oh, yeah. 
but he also has the classic Kool-Aid stain on his face. Like after you watch those videos, he's just like this childish. Mm. He has a, you know, Kool-Aid mustache and a, you guys want to do cocaine? Play tag? Yeah. Oh my God. Want to race cars? Oh, that's so disgusting. I love it. Every minute of that. I wonder, oh, you know, I was going to say, you know what else he does? Shows up, toot, white toot nostril, red lips. You know what he does? He makes you watch his meet Brian Hess on his laptop. And he's like, like, so here's the deal. My company was going under. I was trying to save it. So I went out to LA to shoot some promos. And while I'm gone, my partner lets it collapse underneath him. Anyways, I sleep in the Dodge. And you, you know he invites you over to watch him, but it's like a guy, it's like that David Cross bit of the guy who plays guitar. He's like, bing, 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 wait, no, 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 wait. Yes. And he's just going through like, yeah, no, oh, not this one. No, it, no, this it, one. It's at at 15. Oh, yeah, this one's too short. We need to, oh, no, and it takes you three hours to just finally, like, I can't. I think that's the saddest guy. We talked last week about Dollar Seven. I think this might be a darker story than Dollar Seven. Oh no, we're creating our uh, Avengers of Sadness team. I was gonna say it's such a Dollar cast Seven of characters. Like this Brian is becoming Hass- a real life Brian short is the Batman. Film. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, he's got the money to do it, oh, <laughs> but he just tries to get revenge on his old partner. The sad thing. And Dal- Dollar Seven's like Wolverine or the Hulk. He's just angry all of the time. Well, no. Who's? Oh, yeah. Well, I would say Hulk because Dollar Seven, like, he represses so much shit, right? Who's the ultimate? Uh, Until he wings that condom full of milk at you. (laughs) An entire jug of milk. He, uh, or that, no, that's what he uses the condoms for. Because he's so, like, lapse-minded. He always throws away the, the toppers to to jugs in the fridge. So he just huh, opens up a condom. Condom over a whole carton of milk. Pours you a glass of milk. You just got that filmy. Hey, Steve. You got a condom in the milk? Hey, by the way, is that Burt Reynolds? Can I get some chips? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, quite a chip clip. But the juiciest chips, not a, not a, not a bit of, not a wick of moisture hits those Doritos. No. <laughs> Watch those gums. Those are those are condom fresh. <laughs> that's like a marketing. That's like a marketing team. Like, all right, Thomas. All right, Johnson. Mir. And we know what people use condoms for: sex, chindos, <laughs> filling them with sauce. But here's what we need: we need a new idea, a new vision. They're like, we got it. It's the condom clip. Shows him just shoving Brussels sprouts in there, tying them off. I could see him just take a big giant bag of ruffles and just crunch it down. Shove it in. Oh my God. And then you just have to pop it open with a pin. Comes with a pin. (laughs) You got it, Mir. Trying to think of, oh, I got a, uh, I found, because we were talking about MK Ultra last week. I, uh, looked up just because I was like, oh, we kind of just like didn't really get into any information other than like what we've heard or seen. So I went and looked and I found, I was just like, this is fucking hilarious because it seems like it was like we talked about last week, like these crazy crew cutted weird 
sheltered men. Because I found the list of things they wanted to create with all of their like oh, amazing super science. So it's 17 things. Uh, this was from a leaked memo that came out in like 1959. Oh, uh, it came out that long ago. Yeah, this is what their goal was until they realized like, oh, this shit just gets you real high. Right. So they wanted to do... Uh, one, a substance that will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point of where the recipient would be discredited in public. Works. Works. It's called gin. Gin, yeah, but yeah, whatever. Right, it's already there. Miller High Life. <laughs> Two, with substances which increase the efficiency of uh, meditation and perception. That would make sense. That it's like a sense. vitamin for your brain, essentially, you know? like yeah. That's uh, efficient meditation or heightened perception. I get heightened perception. What is what does the government care about efficient meditation? Like to get like oh, like more excuse, think I, tanks I, I, going. It's it's mentation. What the hell's mentation? Meditation. We need to take some of those pills and discover <laughs> what mentation is. <laughs> what the fuck is mentation? It's too much time researching dildo chindos. Uh, three was materials that will cause the victim to age faster slash slower in maturity. Uh, so like old man pills. That's amazing. Jacks. Call him Jacks. <laughs> I need a couple of Jacks. Give me some Apple Jacks. Skip. That's so not, uh, not, not skin with withered, but like just like just mush brain. That's what it says. It would like to age Again, faster that's slash slower. In maturity, yeah, again, yeah, enough gin will do it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these, I feel like they're just like I gotta use gin. Uh, oh, this one uh, materials that will promote the intoxicating effects of alcohol. Okay, so like super alcohol materials that will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way, so they may be used uh, for maligning. Wait. I don't. I need. So, I need the mentation pill. Explain that one to me. They want to give you something uh, that makes you show a they, disease or reverses the effects of a disease. They want to give you a pill that makes it seem like you have AIDS. Yes, that they can cure, and then just go. Oh, Hans has AIDS. Oh my God, that's dark. That's dark. But they're the government. They can just say it. Or or stretching it out. Like, as in, like, you know, like, oh, we have the cure for this disease. Do you want it? Or we can, we can make it worse. Got it. And it doesn't exist at all. Because it, it would produce the signs and symptoms of recognized in a reversible way. They want to be able to take it back. Okay. They want to give it a cold. I got it. Give you a gold bloom. Uh. <laughs> Materials which will cause temporary slash permanent brain damage or memory loss. <laughs> Just yeah. get kicked to the head. <laughs> kicked, yeah, fucking mule to the a boot to the brain. I was like, some of these do you don't have to be so subtle with, right? Uh, substances, substances, <laughs> substances which will enhance the ability of an individual to withstand uh, torture, coercion during interrogation, and so-called brainwashing. That makes sense. That's that would be cool i mean it's pcp by the way you ever right. if you ever He's, see uh, that guy that naked guy bust through that fence in compton 
You know it's PCP. <laughs> that, that, that one episode of Cops? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that fucking guy. Nothing was going to stop that, dude. You no. Know, that's a walking nightmare. Oh. No, so you could find that online, but there's this amazing episode of Cops where it's, the guy's naked, so they blur out the bottom half of his body. He's, like, well over six feet. Like, three hundred, well over 300 high pounds. Top fade. Just this giant human being and he is just walking and it's like afternoon sunshine yes He's walking it's down somewhere california like sunshine you're are you forgetting one of the most important details he's covered oh, head to toe in blood toe in blood yes oh. i was gonna get to that so Sorry. it's just a naked 300 pound man snorting like a bull covered in blood just walking down a street in the middle of the afternoon, and these cops, like, you very rarely get to see the cops flabbergasted, but they're just like, what do we do? They're on so all they're sides of So they're putting on them. the tiniest, like, gloves <laughs> to, like, we have to stop him? They, so they're like, sir, sir, and they surround him, and he never makes a move towards the cops. They just kind of, he, it's like a, like just a hulks, like a bull. animal. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't go for them, but they come, so he turns around. They kind of like box him off. Uh-huh. So he just stops, turns, and he's standing next to this giant wooden fence and he just hulks it. <laughs> so fucking just start. frightening. I cannot imagine. The only way they stop him is because he gets stuck in the fence like Winnie <laughs> Pooh and they pull him out. Oh, God. That is, I, I just remember feeling like scared in my own stomach watching it when I just saw him. I was like, Oh, this is going to go bad. Like, I think I was more frightened than if he'd actually tried to attack a police officer because that's expected. But he just looks at one, sees he's there on this side. He goes, looks on the other side, sees they're getting close on the other side. He goes, you see him think for a second. He just goes, and he just punches through this fence. You're just like, oh my God, I can't imagine what was going through those cops' heads. And they were so small. They dispatched the smallest police officers in the planet. Like the... The first one you see is like a little Latina woman. Like, you're just like, you, you, all you have on is a pair of gloves. Like, what are you going to do? And what that, are you going to do? And she's like, they're probably, I think he's yeah. on PCP. Yes. They're probably great cops too. That's nothing against them, but come on. You have a dispatch unit. You can call things in. You can go, uh, we need somebody to respond to, uh, you know, we got a giant man in progress. Covered in blood, like send Sanchez over there. It's like it's he, like a joke or something. He's big. <laughs> he's really big. Oh my god. Oh, oh that's I, how do we get? Oh, MK Ultra. Yeah, they. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. yes. Uh, what's the next one? Number eight: materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. I know what that one is. Well. Proceeding no, knockout drops, baby. Yeah, that's it. Shit all exists, and it was invented by f- yeah douchebag frat guys. Yeah, I know. Uh, what the, this is physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time, and capable of sere- surreptitious use. Physical methods. I mean, that, that, again, that's boot to the head. I think we just described a physical method for producing shock. And it's give this big giant guy PCP and covering him with blood. Uh, send him in, see if it works on the subjects. 
<laughs> it's it's it probably they literally respond exactly like Gene Wilder in uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh yeah, <laughs> get me out of here! I'll kick your rotten heads in. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, then we have substances that will produce physical dis- disablement, such as paralysis of the legs or acute anemia. That one's a nightmare. The the disability pill. Come on, yeah. that's <laughs> this next one is is kind of as goofy as the substances that will produce a chemical that causes blisters. Ooh, that's, a, that's steam. That's some Nazi shit right there. Oh yeah, steam. That, but that I just watched Wonder Woman for the first time. It reminds me of whatever stupid ass oh, plastic yeah. face character they created. Oh yeah, the plastic. Dr. Poison. Dr. Poison. Isn't that her name? Dr. Poison. Was she from the comics? Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. Probably. It just seemed like Dr. Poison. It seemed easy. Or Dr. Gas. I don't know what it was. (laughs) Dr. Gas. Because I use gas. (laughs) So, come on. Uh, What is the next? Substances that will alter personality structure in such a way... The tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced. Ooh. Ooh. It's like a dependency drug. That's, that's... It's a love potion. Well, that's just like opiates. Hey, Mom. <laughs> hey, Danny. Did you get in my purse again? <laughs> Can I earn 50 bucks? I'm going to get clean tomorrow. That's not nice, but come on. That's all it is. <laughs> Fentanyl. Lollipops. That's that shit from Russia, that crocodile. What is that? Which it's just the uh like homemade uh fucking uh heroin made out of chemicals. Oh really? It's called it's crocodile? It's called crocodile and it's it just like eats your flesh. It gets you really high and then you use it like three or four times and then your arms fall off. <laughs> Like literally, oh, God, this is like this is becoming you know all those it's bad, horrific, all those bad eighties movies where it was like some kind of new drug and it was always in like a tube vial and it was like neon blue and you didn't yeah, quite know how people ne- took it. Yeah. That's what's happening. Like it's a drug that makes your fucking arms fall off. Come on, yeah, because it's super cheap. Cheaper than regular mom and pop heroin. Right, the but old yeah, it started mom in and Russia. Dad's and heroin. It you use it and it gets you high like heroin, but it's literally it's like that artificial marijuana that people make. That's just like insulation, like the bath window salt cleaner, stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just just industrial chemicals, and it it eats away at your skin. Like that's why they call it crocodile because it gives you this like rotten rough gray flesh and then your fucking arm falls off that must be the most devil's advocate the best initial high ever you would but, hope so i mean you would yeah like how much like the way people describe heroin is like it's so good dude i, I fucking hate I, I don't know that many people do I? I must have seen this on tv i don't know a real person that's like you want to know about yeah. heroin no tony um, but no, I have, Oh God, go ahead. I get, well, I just saying you always hear like 
the reason I got hooked is because the first time it me come in my shorts. <laughs> and I was like, Tony! Tony! <laughs> but, like, they always talk about it. It's like, it's better than sex. And it's like, all right, then that's a really good effect of a drug. But then it gets horrible. So how do you get better than that? Like, do you have to take, like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, right. Like, what is that? Like, I mean, that's why the people stay, like, how good does it feel? Right. Because my uncle is a teacher and he had a guy come speak to their class and he basically had the effects of crocodile, but just from smoking cigarettes. Uh, what? He's based and he, this is like the most South Dakota-y sounding story. So there are people like that smoke and the effects are like you start to. And we would see them in New York on the, the anti-smoking ads. It was like, your like tips of your fingers rot away. Oh, yeah. They just get black and all that. So this kid, he's a kid, some guy from South Dakota, had that. And he went to the doctor and he's like, oh, my fingers are like, they're not working. He's like, okay, you need to quit smoking right now or you're going to lose your limbs. And the guy was like, okay. I, but I can't. Oh, God. So he kept smoking, and then he went back to the doctor, and his fingers would start, like, black. Uh, can I tell and you what that went... doctor's response was? Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, He was the best fucking prairie doctor you ever had. His response was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you didn't stop smoking? And the guy was like, nah, man, I can't. Smoking's too good. And the doctor, and he was like, what do we do now? The doctor grabbed his black dead finger and just ripped <laughs> it off. Oh my God. So the guy had like <laughs> the bones in his finger. Oh, and then the process was the guy sawed his finger bones off. Oh God. Oh my God. <sighs> so that was only the beginning. The guy never stopped. And that's why he was speaking to my uncle's like health class like with no he lips and just so gums he, and teeth he, flapping around he lost like i think he lost most of his fingers and his feet and he was speaking to the class and like their like scared straight moment was they held up a bag of stuff i don't know if it was true or not he's like the this is my bone dust from all <laughs> of the bones they sawed off of me did he mix it in a cup of water, like a Kool-Aid, and <laughs> drink it? Uh, that is so disgusting. So is it like, did he smoke like five packs of cigarettes a day? Or is there just some people where like the effect of cigarettes like like constrict their blood vessels to a point? Or I think he probably smoked. He would have had to have smoked at like a few packs a day. It's like that but X-Files he was like, episode. I, I can't quit. His fucking hands were rotting off and he was like, but these cigs, it feels too good, man. Oh, that's so... F- he got his and finger like, I pulled get off. That, yeah, the doctor went, are you fucking kidding me? And just went, yank. Just yank that dead, <laughs> oh rotten... God. Oh, man, there's some MK. And that's just right a there. cigarette. That's not even like heroin or crocodile. That's what I'm talking... Like, this guy was telling me... Um, I ended up giving a ride to a guy who was like the uh, state's attorney for Pennsylvania. I gave him a ride to the airport and he was telling me like his job, he was prosecuting before he was that he worked for DC or something. And he was in charge of prosecuting like, uh, 
like drug companies for being irresponsible with opiates. And he was telling me, I was like, yeah, fentanyl. But now there's something that's an elephant tranquilizer that's 10,000 times as strong as fentanyl. And people like take an eyedropper and lace heroin with that. And it's so good. It just kills you. Like, that's it. And people are like seeking it out. They're like, he's like, it's, I'm not kidding. It will kill someone and someone will find out that they died from it and seek out that drug dealer to get it because that's how good it is, is it kills you. How would you know? I don't know. It's just, we're so <laughs> it's just, dumb. It's amazing. Oh my God. That's the saddest. That's sadder than the guy who couldn't stop smoking cigarettes. Oh, so fucking. I heard dumb. it's the best high in the world. Who told you? I don't know. They're dead. <laughs> From the high. They came their brains out their ears. This is a sadness episode from Burt Reynolds to the condom clip to (laughs) big guy covered in blood to whoever you're going to say next. What's next on the list? Oh, it's not so bad. It's a substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts. Netflix. It's all it takes. (laughs) Put old sitcoms on Netflix. Like, what is that? Cheers? Exactly. I guess I can watch every episode of Cheers. I'm not going to work tomorrow. (laughs) What is that? uh, Evening shit? Is that Burt Reynolds? Well, I guess I'll watch all this show until my brain explodes. That's like Elephant Tranquilizer. All right. What do we got? Uh, the ne- these are these are all pretty. The next one is substances which will promote weakness or distortion of eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects. Just for a little while, huh? So they're all like try to make you. If, if they're all like episodes of Mission Impossible. Yeah, definitely. Where it's like they put the thing and you're like, I'm blind, and then you wake up two days later and you're telling everybody you're blind. And they're like, you're not blind, you're insane. But then you're also telling them about the Mission Impossible team that stole the documents, so they don't even believe that. Right, you're gaslit. I, that's weird. Like that's I, I think the temporary aspect makes it more sinister, because if it's permanent, then they're serial killers. But the temporary's like, right. they're like, oh, you don't want to listen to us? And then all of a sudden you can't, you're deaf? Oh my God, yeah. they're like... All right, you know, you want, and then you probably talk real quick. And then what's worse is you're like, after you spill all your, the beans, yeah. then you can hear two days later and you're like, son of a bitch. No, I agreed that like it, I, cause reading these, I was like, and you can take it back. They're Dahmer and them. Like, like, the, <laughs> like it being permanent, I guess makes sense. Cause you're like, okay, if you're, you're at war. Right. With this like permanent, but to, it's like tricky like we you thought you had cancer and were deaf you're better right like you said tell me all your secrets that's what they do right they got you in a room and they're like all right you don't want to answer us well guess what what if we told you that that water we gave you gave you cancer we can make it go away but only if only we only have that ability within the next three days so tell us who buys those condoms every day yeah, and like that, the, there are like two more, and one is a, a knockout pill that you can a- administer to drinks, food, or cigarettes, or aerosol. Somebody's cigarettes, which, which will be safe to use, 
uh, provide a maxi- maximum amnesia and will be suitable for use by agent types on the on an ad hoc basis. That's just straight up rufinol. Right? That's that's right. exactly what that is. Yeah, pretty much. Unless unless it's for your own guys. What do you mean? Slipping your own guys the Mickey? To give them yeah, I don't know. Weird. And then the last one is material which can be surreptitiously administered by the above routes in which a very small amount will make it impossible for for a person to perform physical activity. Is that the one they gave to Kaczynsk? They didn't even give Kaczynsk. They didn't even give Kaczynski a good time. They just, they just shamed him, <laughs> tortured him. They just had yes. him write down a list of all his fears and then told his idols about it. Oh my god! Oh god! They just threatened to tell his mom what he said about them. Oh, that's so horrific. Well, I guess to tie it all into the all the horny stuff in that same stuff I was reading. They had one of the, and that's why I'm like, all of the, the these get the pre- previously listed things they wanted to do get creepier when you find out what the CIA actually was doing for a while. And there was one instance, it was called Operation Night Climax. The CIA set up several brothels within agency safe houses in San Francisco. Um, they obtained a selection of men who would be embarrassed to talk about such events. The men were then dosed with LSD, the brothels were equipped with one-way mirrors, and the sessions were filmed later for viewing and study. That's For what purpose? I don't know. To just torture these poor guys? So no prostitutes were in the rooms with them? They just thought there was some on the way? So it's just like monkeys if you promise them a banana and then don't and then just throw some some peanut shells in there. Huh? <laughs> oh my god, that's deep. So yeah, that's devious. That's I I don't know what the purpose was for, whether there were women in the room or not. It's still horrific if you didn't know you took LSD but were in got lured into a brothel despite never wanting to be there, and then you're just losing your mind. Well, that's what they see. And then some guy's watching you smoking a cigarette, smoking one of his his knockout cigarettes. There's something about that, too. Like they say with the secret societies that there's like what they do is they have these like devious sex parties that these guys kind of show up to unwittingly. And they're like, now you're in it, buddy. Like, don't make if you do anything, we can use this to expose you and like take pictures. I wish the one thing. If the takeaway is, if I could have only done better on my studies, so I could have taken yeah. a different path to become president, and whence to becoming president, I go, all right, kick my feet up on the uh, old desk in the Oval Office and go, who killed Kennedy? And I want to see those brothel tapes. I want to see those brothel tapes. Because those, those are in a vault mind. somewhere next to Warren G. Harding's teeth, you know? So, yeah. The secret doings of the CIA. And that's what was leaked. Oh, yeah. And then I have one more thing just because I had forgotten and heard about it, but like looking up the CIA stuff. So as we, you know, our neighbors to the north, the Canadians are always a little nicer, a little more pleasant right. than we are. Um. So, but they, they're not above devious things, not necessarily quite... As bad as the CIA, but I don't know. You'll you'll find out in a second. So the Canadian government paid to create 
what was called the fruit machine. <sighs> I have no idea where this is going, but I hope it's literal. Oh, uh, it, it, oh, it, no, it, okay. I know so, what yes, you're talking about. The fruit oh, God. Is, is a term for a device developed in Canada by Robert Frank Wake uh-huh. that was supposed to be able to identify gay men. Yes, I knew Derogatorily it. referred to as fruits. <laughs> oh, in Canada, that's the as sub- harsh as it gets. <laughs> yeah. The subjects were made to view pornography. The, 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 the device then measured the di- diameter of the pupils of the eye, the pupillary response test, perspiration, and pulse <clears throat> uh, for supposed erotic response. The fruit machine was employed in Canada in the 50s and 60s during a campaign to eliminate gay men from the civil service, the Royal Canadian Mounted uh, Police, and the military. That's twisted. Yeah. A substantial number of workers did lose their jobs, although funding for the fruit machine project was cut off in the late 60s. The investigations continued, and the RCMP collected files on over 9,000 suspected gay people. The chair employed resembled uh, those used by dentists. It had a pulley with a camera going towards the pupils with a black box located in front uh, that displayed pictures. The pictures range from mundane to sexually explicit photos of men and women. Um, It previously had been determined that the uh, men and women, it had previously been determined that the pupils would dilate in relation to the amount of interest in the pictures per the technique termed pupillary response test. People were first led to believe the machine's purpose was for stress tests. After acknowledging its real purpose, it became widespread and a few people volunteered. (laughs) I know a few people. What? No, that's not. And they showed me a lemon party. But that's the thing about it. Like, all right, I can already picture. So obviously this was conducted by some just vindictive, potentially closeted person themselves or just bigoted person, right? It was like, this is, this is important. But in, your pupils are going to change. So here's what he would do. Here's what old Wake Forest or whatever his name is yeah. would do. Is he'd be like, hook these guys up and then be like, all right, I'm going to show you some explicit images. And then first one's mm. just a pinup girl. Like, like okay. Pu- Ooh la la. Cheesecake. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. But like tasteful. So it's just like, okay, mm. just show me an image. Next one. Again, like uh, a busty waitress. And then it's just that guy rooster neck and a chindo into some guy's spread <laughs> legs. And then your pupils get wide because you're like, Whoa. what the fuck? Whoa. Like, oh, fruit machine detected. Get out of here, you banana. Like, the thing just goes like, like a slot machine and a like, cherry, cherry, banana. <laughs> oh, looks like we found another one. We got that fruit. Oh, my God. Oh, that's it's so amazing. stupid. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Uh, yeah. That is perfect uh, transition since it's Canadian to uh, just, oh God, it's so hard to be earnest when you're an idiot like me. But we found out <laughs> this past week that Kevin Smith had a massive heart attack. Oh, yes, yes. And that just made me think I'm glad we, uh, if you don't listen to his podcast, Smodcast, uh, he's got a whole array, but Smodcast's main one, and, it's, and it, one part of it is really great, is because they listen to, um, I think it's Saskatchewan, they just read off the police scanner, and it's as sweetly oh, no, it's, fruit yeah. machinist as as we're talking about. 
But um, so what is it? Scan Scan BC. Scan BC, British, British Columbia. Columbia. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so one, if you don't listen to the podcast, check it out. Two, get well soon, Kevin Smith, a pioneer podcast. Well soon, probably Mr. wouldn't be Smith. doing the idiot podcast we're doing without him. So, oh god, just yeah. hope. I hope he gets well soon, and it sounds like he's doing it. It's just, just like you said, it's he made those. I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, he made the proper like uh, life saving choices, like in the last couple of years, to like lose a shit ton mm-hmm. of weight. Which probably, if that hadn't happened, because basically he had what's called like a uh, widowmaker. It's literally where yeah. one of your arteries just goes and is closed one hundred percent. So you're oh, just God. instantly lose all that blood. Um, but then he also smokes a lot of weed now. But I don't think that clogs your arteries. Just clogs no. your brain arteries with good ideas, man. <laughs> too much. You're too groovy all the time, man. Yeah. So get, uh, get, Kevin, I know you listen from your hospital bed right now. Uh, get well <laughs> oh, soon. Oh, yeah. Especially after that hot Chindo app. I think it's more on his radar. I think we might be too... Is this, is this safe to say? Are we too dumb for Kevin Smith? <laughs> we well, yeah, probably. Maybe. That yeah. might be the good title of the episode. He's like, what too is this? dumb for Kevin Smith. He just Smith. smokes a joint. He's like, this is Chindos again? This is stressing me out, man. <laughs> yeah, right. What are they saying? This guy does what? Every week? 37. Yeah, I, don't, I guess I can't, I can't vouch for it, but I don't know. If we're a, a weeder cast, or I would assume like take some of that MK Ultra special gin and get you all amped up. Oh my god, the MK cast! <laughs> MK cast. You just take all these old timey drugs that kind of worked but kind of didn't, <laughs> and then try and podcast. That's madness. That's fucking great. <laughs> That's so funny and scary and weird. And yeah, then it's it's us and then the our our third seaters filled with the fruit machine <laughs> right uh today's special guest we have John Earl Wakeland. I am the fr- the fruit machine John gay, Earl Wakeland. yeah gay, you gay. Just, it's like it's an not fruity. <laughs> it's like an mk ultra like bad morning radio show where it's like today's guest is going to come in with the fruit machine and tell us if we're gay i bet you are honker <laughs> wink wink <laughs> And then tomorrow's guest is going to be a big black guy covered in blood. Let's see if he can break through the wall. <laughs> I just said that that's the, the three seat. It's Art, Honker, and the Fruit Machine. <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, it's Art. Uh, you, that's it's like, me, Honker. Art. Gay, gay, gay. Why do they call you Art? Because I'm the absence of... <laughs> <laughs> You're real downer, Art. (laughs) Art's back always hurts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Uh, uh, The wife had me put on the, you know, the chin thing. Rooster (laughs) neck. The chindo, Art? Ah, the chindo. You know my feelings? It's not stiff enough. (laughs) They gave me a weird blistery rash. I call my wife Dr. (laughs) Gas. (laughs) <laughs> his face is covered with a chin strap of pimples because he sweats in it so much that's happened i haven't i didn't read all the reviews but there's people severely allergic to latex and you know some guy showed up to work they're like what the fuck it just had a beard of blisters <laughs> what's happened to you beard of blisters <laughs> 
gross. God, gross. that's so an MK gross. Ultra nightmare. <sighs> what else? Housekeeping. Oh, one last housekeeping thing was just um, if you're uh, our other podcast, have a good night, Court. We are officially starting next week. Season three, yes, baby. Season three. So we took a little breather break, and if you listen to the podcast, you know why. Because it gets intense. Yeah. And we got another hot twenty two coming. And uh if I don't you know, haven't check it out, yes. It's as insane as an MK Ultra fruit machine test. I'm surprised that wasn't number seventeen on the list. A pill that <laughs> makes you do a podcast about an old sitcom. Uh a pill that makes you commit to a sitcom <laughs> that has a lot of episodes. Don't get me wrong, I love it. It's not a it's not a down on. That's not a phrase. It's not uh uh it's not an MK torture podcast. I love it. I love the show, no. but as with any we could be watching uh I don't know, what's something that's amazing. We could be watching, you know, fruit machines and it'd still get old after a little while. Yo, yeah, yeah. No, that's not fair. Sorry, I had to write something down. That's not fair. I don't want to. I'm going to cut that with the old part. That makes that is like the worst ad for a podcast (laughs) I've ever heard. Next week, coming back, art, art. We can't have art Art. do the promos anymore. He's like, (laughs) he's like, (laughs) art doing the shitty promo. Uh, Listen in the morning. I'm sick of it. It's just like art. (laughs) The worst. We can tell, Art. We can tell. Yeah, I hate everything. Oh, God, that's funny. Oh, another beautiful new character spawned out of an hour. Speaking of... Oh, I wrote him down. Art, Honker, and the Fruit Machine. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Hello, jerks. I'd like you to look directly through these ocular lenses. And we're going to show you a few images. Images of bananas, oranges, bonners, pears. And I didn't think that out. Ugh, God. Bonners. Bon scatters. <laughs> That's my new name for them. Ooh, we got a hearty bon scatter there. Um... Episode 81, thanks for listening. Um, oh man, if you like the podcast, rate, review, all that stuff helps people find the pod. This coming week, we have Season 3, Episode 1 of Have a Good Night Court coming out, so be sure to check that out. And what else? We love you. You know that. I hope you know that. Uh, <laughs> Bad <and> scatter. <laughs> and, uh, oh, that's uh, Meet Brian Hess. It's one of those things where there's not a day it doesn't go by that I don't think about music, listen to music, or even uh, play air drums or tap to music, even if I'm not behind my drums. So I like it when music finds me, and it's, and it's happening with me unconsciously, like it's a natural thing. And music, I mean, I just had my foster parents down in Florida, and I had on some Jack Johnson, and some Elvis, and some Joe Cocker and some other stuff all mixed up on a CD and some Eagles. And when they left, 
couple days later, he calls me and he goes, Brian, uh, you suppose I could get a copy of that CD? And you know, music is one of those things you can hand out. It's like love. You know that? You, you can have it on the outside, listen to you, get it on the inside, and give it away. And there's more where that came from. That's my take on music. Well, when it comes to music, I love it all. So, I mean, I like Motown. I grew up with Motown. I grew up with uh, the Wall of Sound and Phil Spector and uh, um, Hal Blaine on the drums, right? Who did the Beach Boys, the Monkees, Jan and Dean, everything we ever heard of, right, in, the, in that time period. One song really impacted me when I was doing Tattletale is Van Halen, the song Right Now. And it says, skip the beat, lose the rhythm. Nothing falls back into place. The number one reason for music is it makes girls dance. 